Hi, I'm Yolanda Rasco. A former Nike executive, Lee Weinstein, he authored a book called Write, Open, Act. And that was an intentional life planning workbook. And the book, it enables people to build a visual intentional life plan in like just a few hours. And in his book, Weinstein espoused that we should ask ourselves four questions. Question number one, what are your life's wishes? What is your timeline? How can you turn your timeline into an actionable plan? And what must you do to stick with your plan? Right? Cool, right? So I found this to be very validating in that I need a plan for everything. So it was really refreshing um, for me to see that I'm not alone in my compulsion. So today, I'd like to explore the role of planning when it comes to having success in life. And to share some of those insights on this topic, I'm here today with Joy Guerin, who professionally leads teams to generate and drive um, a product development roadmap for a major digital B2C organization. And I'm really curious to hear if Joy has ever applied similar um, life planning principles to her own day-to-day -day life. Um, so we'll see. And if so, How'd that work out for you? Hi, Joy, and welcome to your show. Hi, Yolanda. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk with you today. Awesome. Well, it's so great to have you. And I'm. it's my understanding that like two-thirds of Americans do not have a life plan. So that's kind of a lot of people. That's if two-thirds, that's most people don't have a life plan. And that means that most of us um uh, take life kind of as it comes in contrast to the the Weinstein approach. You can't escape planning in your professional life, but what has been your approach to life planning personally? Which which camp do you fall in, Joy? I think I fall somewhere in the middle, Yolanda. So I understand why a lot of people might not have a life plan. I think that when I was younger, um, I found it very intimidating when people would ask me things like, well, where do you see yourself in five years and 10 years? And at that time of my life, I really didn't have a concept. I could not visualize um, right. where I might be in five or 10 years. But I think something that I've applied that has made life planning much more approachable for myself has just been taking it down to smaller bite-sized pieces. So instead of asking myself, where do I want to be in five or 10 years? In some ways, you know, that might be futile because you just never know what might come up. Right, but, right. You know, in a more general sense, what is the quality of life that I want to have in five or 10 years or next year or the year after that in two or three years? You know, what, how do I want my life to look different then than how it looks today? And those are some of the questions that I ask myself that makes it a little easier to approach life planning. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're taking the elephant um, approach, eat one bite at a time, right? Exactly. Yeah, you know, that does make sense to me because it can be overwhelming and, you know, it can even start to put you in a funk like, how in the world do I do this? Mm -hmm. But if you can... Uh, it sounds like shrink it down to something manageable a year out or two years, et cetera. And even it sounds like just focusing on, um, you know, not so much trying to establish a literal plan, but categorize it from a quality of life perspective or how much earnings do I want, you know, just at that 
much higher level. Well, I don't mean to rewrite Mr. Weinstein's book, but when I think of a life plan, I would include the question, how prepared are you for crisis life events, right? Uh, like a family emergency, uh, a health event, um, listen, economic turn, uh, downturn, pandemic, okay? Civil unrest, need I go on? I wonder how many of our listeners have a plan to guard against the impact of major life disruptions? I think that's a great question, Yolanda. Um, you know, Again, I always like to go back to the younger version of myself because I think I've when I reflect back, I, I realize just how much growth I've 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 taken on over the last decade or two, um, you know, since my college years, let's say. Yeah. And one of the big things that I remember from when I was just starting out in my early 20s uh, was overextending myself financially. <laughs> you know, I, I lived in a city where things um, went from being affordable to being very expensive, kind of in a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was just getting out of college. I wanted to live on my own and I knew the apartment I wanted and all of that. Seemed... You had some plans then. Exactly. But it all seemed great until I got into the apartment and realized that, you know, my take home pay after taxes Ah, was, those things. You know, it half of it was gone by the time I paid my rent. And, you know, by the time I had to pay my other expenses, I was really, you know, overextended in my budget. And um, it caused a lot of stress. And so I take that experience and the memory of just the mental toll that knowing that I was overextended and didn't have a plan. And if anything happened, I would be in a very vulnerable position. I've taken that through my life and probably have, some people might say overcorrected, but I always think about, you know, how much delayed gratification can I build into um, the way I live so that I can enjoy my life today, but also plan for tomorrow. And, you know, I started out doing that in very small pieces. So the first step was really about, okay, can I just get three months of an emergency fund, you know? And, and, you know, once I got to three months, it was like, could I get to six months? And, mm -hmm. you know, I had a certain amount of student loan debt from graduate school and I was like, okay, I'm going to be on the 10 year plan and that's going to be aggressive, but, you know, can I work it into my budget? Can I still live a, you know, a nice quality of life? while doing this, you know, maybe I can't take four trips a year. <laughs> maybe I can take one nice one a year, you know, and still have a, a good experience, you know. Um, and that has extended now to, okay, I want to buy a home, you know, start yeah. a family, um, all of those things. And so I've built kind of the habits and the muscles um, to really, you know, be able to delay gratification a little bit. It really isn't like I'm, you know, <laughs> liberate, living yeah, way. Yeah, you're not eating beans and rice exactly. every night, right? You know? And beans and rice are pretty tasty. But... <laughs> if you know how to hook them exactly. up with some hot sauce. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know how to do that. But you know what? I love that you're, you're, you're bringing to mind um, 
delayed gratification, mm -hmm. right? Because if we are going to think about the future, we have to also be able to balance it with how do we live in the past or live in today as, you know, and plan for the future simultaneously. And that may represent some levels of discipline, it mm -hmm. sounds like. And when you learn that hard lesson, you know, early enough to allow it to transfer over into various other parts or, and stages of your life to the extent that now you're ready to do some big stuff, you know, because you know how to take on and manage that balance. Um, that sounds great. That sounds great. And it sounds like to me, it feels less overwhelming um, I love the way that you talk about, um, you know, now it's it's not a heavy lift to kind of factor in though, you know, for those rainy days, mm -hmm. um, you know how to do it without eating beans and rice every day. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did I get that right, Joy? Yes, you got that right, Yolanda. <laughs> yeah, you know, and here's the thing. I've heard it said that the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry, right? We know what that's like. And actually, that's one of my favorite reminders to chill when my plans don't quite work out and I have to pivot and go in a different direction. Um, what can what can we do, Joy, um, when we've done the work to prepare, but even our plan is just not working out. What do we do then? You know, um, from my perspective, you know, I grew up as a person of faith and spirituality. And so one of the ways that I really try to temper my sometimes desire or need to have control ah. is to really think about the fact that, you know, this is a team life in and of itself is a team effort. You know, not only just, you know, with myself and the people that are I'm in community with or in relationship with, but also, you know, between me and, you know, God, let's say, or the universe or whomever, you know, folks may be working with as they navigate through their life journey. Um, and for me, what that looks like is I try to do as much as I can to be a good steward of the resources and the opportunities um, that I'm given. And I try my best to plan and make the most of those. And then I let God do him or right, her part, right? right. right? Yeah, I, yeah, let, yeah. I let God handle the rest because where God may want to take me or, you know, where the journey wants to lead me, I might not have the full picture. And there's a little bit of, you know, relinquishing control that I think is necessary to really um, accomplish or just enjoy the fullness mm. of um, what life has to offer you. You know, sometimes what you thought you wanted, you know, it doesn't work out that yeah. way. And what you actually end up with is a great fit for you or, you know, is more than you expected. And if you're trying to control everything, you know, you may miss out on the abundance of what is actually out there for you. So be a good steward of what you have. Trust me, if you do that, you know, you know, it's very, even if things look bad on the surface, um, I find that things are often working together ultimately for good. That is so inspiring. That is so inspiring, Joy, because, you know, to your point, um, it doesn't always work out. But and and we're doing our best, right? We're trying, we're working hard and we're trying to um, 
to be the best steward. And at the end of the day, where sometimes it doesn't land us exactly where we thought it would, but that faith and trusting, you know, that it will, it will work out in the end. It's like, keep living. Mm -hmm. I remember, I promise you, I remember so many times granny would say, just keep living, Gail, keep living. <laughs> and sure enough, <laughs> I kept on living, thanks to the Lord. And, you know, it's so funny. You see it happen time and time again. And when you see it happen over and over again, it just continues to build your faith. Mm -hmm. You know, you feel a little bit more confident the next time you run into something um, that doesn't seem like it's quite panning out for you. Well, Joy, I will tell you once again, young lady, thank you so much for um, your thoughts and your insights. It's really inspiring. Do you have any final thoughts? Thoughts or comments that you'd like to leave with us today? Any final thoughts? Let's see, Yolanda. I think that I just want to encourage everyone that, you know, try it once. Maybe it doesn't go perfectly the first time, but the main point is really just to continue trying to do your best. Educate yourself, learn as much as you can. Don't be afraid to ask questions. If there are things you don't know, you know, we don't come here knowing everything. And so if you see people that are having success in the areas where you want to go, if you say, hey, I'd love to be where they are in, in three years or four years, go ask them like, hey, how did you get here? You know, and be willing to learn and adapt and grow and take in information and then try to practice the things that you're learning and that you're hearing and seeing and reading. You know, that's that's really the only way to get better, you know, is to try things. Um, it's never a failure. It's always just a learning opportunity. And so I'd encourage everybody, you know, to just keep building those muscles and, and trying and growing. Um, and thank you, Yolanda, for the time to just share my experience. Well, thank you, Joy. That was so well said. There is nothing left to be said behind that. And thank you. For, so thank you for sharing that today. And thank you guys for listening. And remember to enjoy your journey to better. This is your show with Yolanda Rasco. Bye now. If you'd like to hear more, go to yourshow.com and check out our social pages on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. There, you'll find more resources and details on all of the cool conversations and events that we have planned for you guys. So check us out and remember to enjoy your journey to better. Until next time, this is your show and this is Yolanda Rasco.